Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Christopher Tenpenny producing the operation. Let's go, man. The draft 24 hours from now. Jacksonville, you're on the clock. They've been on the clock for a minute, and they're still going to find a way to mess it up. Jacksonville's perpetually on the clock. Like, eventually, they're going to suck, right? When you're picking as high as they've picked, eventually, you're not going to suck. They haven't. I mean, I guess they, I forgot about with Ramsey and, and Bortles, but other than that, it's like that year and David Garrard, and those are like the only two oh. <laughs> Jacksonville years. The team I'm watching the most, because obviously – I would say I'm watching the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders. Broncos and Raiders don't have first-round picks. So, hey, Chargers do. They pick 17th. The Packers are the team I'm watching. They pick 22 and 28 with the Chiefs at 29 and 30. Chiefs have 12 picks. They have 11 picks. It's not much difference between the Packers and the Chiefs. They have the draft capital to do things, too. And they have holes where the Chiefs have holes as well. Let's go to the phone lines, 913-576-7610, before I get into the Vegas over and unders, you can call in too. Our text line, Jay Southland, Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610 as we celebrate the NFL draft 24 hours from now. What's up, Reggie in Anaheim? What's going on, my guy? How you feeling? How you doing, Reg? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I was just watching a little Rawls baseball uh, at work uh, earlier today, and uh, yeah. I was dumbfounded how they – found a way to blow that game but um but i had a draft question for you uh i went to high school with one of the uh the kids that's coming out of kansas state uh uh jerome mcpherson i went to uh to uh schlegel high school with his mom and dad actually played football with his with his pops his pops was a good player uh john mcpherson back in the day um at schlegel but uh uh mitch hopeless did a uh a feature on him Recently on Chiefs. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, man. And, and so I wanted to get a uh, uh, an idea from you if he'll be a, a sixth round or seventh round draft pick, or would he be one of those preferred uh, undrafted rookies that could find his way into uh, into uh, Chiefs training camp? And and if you think that uh, that he's gifted enough to. Uh, to actually, you know, stick on a uh, stick on the squad because, as, as Mitch said, which I felt the same way, I felt like he was very under recruited uh, coming out of Linwood Baser, and then he got to Kansas State and balled out 
Um, and as we've seen with, you know, uh, local kids that, that, that attend some of these local schools that they don't get uh, recruited as high as they should, and they end up doing well. So I just wanted to uh, get your opinion on that. I take my thoughts off the air. You know what, Reggie? I think it's a possibility for the seventh, maybe with John McPherson. Uh, definitely undrafted free agent. He definitely signs with the team and goes to camp. Uh, locally, the guy I like the best is Lucas Cruel, the uh, tight end at a Mill Valley. Because he was going to go to Arkansas to play baseball. He was actually drafted by the San Francisco Giants. Ended up going and playing at Florida at tight end. Transferred because, you know, Kyle Pitts was there. So, obviously, Kyle Pitts, kind of a generational type of talent. He transfers to Pitt, had Kenny Pitt, or Kenny Pickett as his quarterback. They win the uh, – uh, he wins uh, – he's on the all-ACC team. Put up ridiculous numbers at his pro day. But that's a guy that I'd look at. But, yeah, McPherson – um, probably gets probably gets a chance. I know at the uh, at the local pro day that the Chiefs had, he was there with that. So always rooting for the local guys um, to have a chance in the National Football League. But um, yeah, so it's life changing moments, man. It's life changing moments. Not if you're in the sixth or seventh round, because there's no guarantee. He's not even a guarantee in the fifth round anymore. Ask Cornell Powell. In fifth round, he used to be safe, except for last year, it wasn't really a safety zone. Sam Webb up at Missouri Western. Did you watch much of Sam? Yeah, a little bit. He's a he's pretty athletic kid um, at the cornerback position, um, and uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder, man. I mean, I don't, I don't. He's probably going to be undrafted, you know, but yeah. he's going to get into a camp. And I like the chip on the shoulder thing. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I mean, he's made flashes, made flashes on the field. Um. You're familiar with Missouri Western and everything that goes on up there. This last year for the Chiefs uh, trading camp, contract-wise, but they have two optional years after this year to stay at Missouri Western. I think that's where I first met you, Christopher, was up at Chiefs training camp. But to me, I mean, Andy Reid likes going away. He does. The When he was with the Eagles, they went away. Then with Chip Kelly, they moved it back. And it's just never been the same. You always have to go away. Teams have made an emphasis on moving there for a while. It was like eight teams. And then it became like 23 actually practiced at home. But that means so much to St. Joe. Oh yeah, it does. And as far as the contract goes, I mean, obviously it can change year by year, but my three years there on the paper, I wrote two contract renewal stories. Like they just, they make them short on purpose. So you never know what's going to happen. But like you said, Andy loves it. And as long as they keep treating each other well, I mean, I think they're going to stay up there. Yeah. And they're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. Now, if, for some reason, they built a new stadium at uh, Truman Sports Complex and and they built the Chiefs Village or Plaza, something like that. I do think that they would go forth and uh, and uh, build a hotel. And if that happens, watch out. This training camp could come back here. And they would open up Arrowhead once in a while and have practice there. Like, I remember they used to do that. Todd Haley, they had a couple night practices at Arrowhead. Like, just for fun. They would leave St. Joe and come back here and practice. But there's nothing like the steady stream of cars early in the morning from Kansas City or Joko going up to St. Joe. Now, it changed a little bit because it used to be afternoon practice, so people go to dinner, spend money, you know, in St. Joe. Now it's lunch. It's the lunch crowd because everybody's up there, and then you go to lunch after the practice. I actually like the morning practices. And I tell people all the time, if you could take a day off from work, Instead of the weekends, because weekends it gets a little more crowded up there. Now, 
hopefully this year that with COVID kind of, you know, out of the way with protocols in the NFL somewhat, I don't, who knows what they're going to do, but you weren't able to get autographs this year. I hope fans are allowed to do that once again. Well, yeah, and training camp, it's just its just the best when people go up there. Like you said, that's where I got to meet you. First came up to you as a student. I got a little bit of a leeway on, on being able to cover. But, like, there's just so many memories. I used to go up to River Falls up in Wisconsin. I used to go up and, and make that trip. I used to go with my dad up there. Yeah, and it's just like going to training camp and watching these guys practice. It's some, it's its sometimes better than the NFL Sundays. I mean, it's not, but, like, it, it gets that excitement going watching these guys get ready for the Chris, season. Chris, I used to go to Jewel and watch them practice. Do you want to talk about all? I mean, this is back when everything was accessible. I mean, you'd be in the maybe center there, and they'd just be walking around or whatever. And you know, I never forget playing high school football. Like the chief strength coach at that point just said, "Here, here's a workout because they have workouts for linebackers, tight ends, you name it." And they were cool with that. I mean, it was it was just different, man. It was just different. But then I remember going to River Falls, and it was fun because uh, I was I would always go when they're scrimmaging somebody because it was cheese league at that point. Because you had like four teams in the state of Wisconsin practicing. Then everybody kind of moved back and went away. The Bears were up there. The Chiefs were up there. The Packers uh, were up there. I think the Saints were up there too. I think they were in lacrosse. But there was four teams in Wisconsin. Then you had Minnesota just over on the Minnesota state line, but not far away. So you essentially had five teams. So you had teams you could practice against pretty readily. And now a lot of teams, of course, have moved back. Right, one year when we went up there, um, it was the Vikings. They had scrimmaged the Chiefs, and we went and grabbed a just a little mom and pop kind of uh, sports bar. And Jared Allen and the two, you remember Pat Williams and the other Williams D lineman? They walk in with their cowboy boot. Or Jared had his cowboy boot. You talking Williams. about the two bars in River Falls? Yeah, yeah. Bows and mine, and uh, I can't think. I can't but one of them was Bows and mine. Gotcha. I can't remember the names. I you know I was just hung. I was just a kid at that point. But they came in. They shot pool while we were just sitting eating dinner, and these. Three NFL D linemen walk in and shot pools. Well, Joe Montana would take the lineman out and then go grab beer. But yeah, there's a couple bars there in River Falls. But I remember watching Randy Moss versus the uh, Chief Secondary, like up close and personal because at practice you can watch them do whatever. But I'm with you. Chiefs don't like doing that with other teams. They used to do that, the scrimmaging. A lot of teams still do it. That's fun because then they get to take their anger and aggression out on their team. You want to see a mix up, you want to see a mini brawl. That's when you do it when they're practicing on their team because that's when it happens. Everybody's trying to make the team. And you know what? You're trying to show up for your team and the Kansas City Chiefs because everything's on the board when you're practicing them, especially if you're a fringe guy for the roster. It's like preseason football. Get yourself noticed by another team. But I think it's going to be fun. And usually up there, Christopher, the one thing is like whoever the Chiefs draft, it was go watch them. And for years, it was kind of boring at times, you know, and they drafted Eric Fisher. There wasn't like a lot of excitement. Hey, because me, he had the holdout as well. Like not a lot of excitement to see him. But when Mahomes was drafted, that was fun. What sucked is after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they had to have training camp back at Arrowhead. So fans weren't able to go up there. That would have been record income for City of St. Joe had they been allowed to go up there after winning the Super Bowl. Like that hurt. I'm sure it hurt a bit. Yeah, COVID just ruined that year. My best, uh, as far as draft story is, uh, again, I was a big Sports Illustrated kid. Glenn Dorsey was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as an LSU player, and that's who I got to go sign. And I always loved doing that with the rookies. You know, you go find the rookies, find them something to sign. And Glenn Dorsey and Tyson Jackson, I got to do it. That was both in River Falls the next year, and I've got 
again, they are NFL careers we can talk about, but as far as a kid getting that kind of stuff, it's things I'll always remember. Oh, it's fun. Training camp's always fun, and I think just getting away is fun. Now, it's not very far from Kansas City going up to St. Joe. Actually, I live by the airport, so it's, it's, it's just as fast than going to like the 151st Street or something like that for me to get to St. Joe. Like, it wasn't far. Like, it was 30 minutes for me to get to Uncle D's. That was our headquarters for so many years was at Uncle D's in St. Joe. But I think it's a great place, and they do a great job with it. I mean, they do from the dorms to where they eat. There, there's, I never really heard any complaints at all about the facilities or the way they're treated. They get that indoor facility now because of them. Uh, Missouri Western, I don't believe they're allowed to practice out on the grass because that's kind of the chief deal, and they keep it for them. But they Missouri Western usually practices on the turf field. Yeah, they do in either indoor facility or on the turf field. Because they, they can't practice on the grass, right? Right. Even when the season, even when the Chiefs yep. are gone, you you go out there during the football season, and Missouri Western's on on the turf, splitting half. So they're not on there. the okay. Would say well, most teams they play are going to be on turf anyway, so you practice on right. the surface you're playing on. But they never go out there then. Mm-mm, not that I've seen, and I never. Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense rule, if you're not but, playing on grass. But yeah, going and going and taking B roll and stuff in college, like they're always on the on the turf field. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun. We'll see we'll see what happens. But I always think it's fun to get in the car, go up to St. Joe, and make a trip out and stay in a hotel. Help the local economy of St. Joe because I know a lot of people, uh, well, I know you that went there, Kramer's from St. Joe, and he talks about how big it is for that city all the time. But the new model in the NFL is moving close to home. They, they got a taste of it, too, during COVID. They got a taste of what it's like at Arrowhead Stadium. And it worked out pretty damn smoothly. Thing you get to watch is if they build a hotel. Because I don't think they want them staying at their house. I think they want them to stay together somewhere. I think it might be a next regime thing. Whenever Andy decides, you know. He's not. Andy wants to get away. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think even if they do the hotel, as long as Andy's here, they'll still go away. But once once Andy's done, whatatever that may be, they're, they're probably. And he, he, I mean, he loves to get away. I mean, that's one thing he likes to do. Is get away. Coming up next, though, take a look at some of these mock drafts that just came out today. Interesting stuff next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Big and Night, J.B. Inkley, Christopher Tenpenny. Here's some information. Pete Schrager from uh, NFL Network. And it's just... Again, this smoke screen day, man. It's 24 hours of smoke. Speaking the GMs, it feels like they're running on the defensive end. Could mean that four go in the top 12, meaning Purdue's George Karloftis could end up going late teens to the mid-20s tomorrow. So that'll leave you Boye Mafe, probably. It'll leave you uh, Arnold Ebicati, and It'll leave you several choices. Unless, you know what Brett Veach said, though? They got 16, 18 first-round grades. It doesn't mean that a lot of people that have a second rounder mocked, the Chiefs might have a first round grade on them. You know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's not always guaranteed it's the top 18 because every mock has them. No, things are different. We've seen mocks completely different. We've seen guys fall that were so early, like Randy Bosser and Rodgers, all that. Those guys fell. Uh, Johnny Menzel even started dropping back from where people had him, but there's always going to be surprises tomorrow night on who's being taken and who's not. But it would mean the Chiefs would have to package up to move up if they wanted a top-four edge rusher. If they wanted, say, Jermaine Johnson, because more and more have him going in the top ten. Matter of fact, people have Jermaine Johnson going way early because of just how good he's been doing. Matter of fact, Ian Rappaport today on uh, Florida State edge rusher Jermaine Johnson. That Some people, a lot of people have the Chiefs trading up for receiver. Few have had, very few. They've had the Chiefs trading up for an edge rusher like Jermaine Johnson, but I don't think they'll get him because of where they have to move to. Let's let's get to some of the key players who are moving up boards. Jermaine Johnson, the pass rush from Florida State, really been one of the more fascinating players uh, in this draft. I think most people coming into this process, Tom, probably thought he'd be, you know, maybe mid-first-round pick, maybe late-first-round pick. I don't think so. I mean, based on the way teams are talking about him, based on the way teams are targeting him, I would not be surprised if he is up near the top 10 or maybe up into the top 10. And we've talked a lot about the Jets pick at number four. Obviously, they're going to consider several options, offensive tackle, maybe corner. Edge rush would make some sense for them. I wouldn't rule this out either. This is a name that is getting very, very hot. And considering the fact that there's so few really good edge rushers, Jermaine Johnson could go pretty high. And Jermaine Johnson could be a guy that's out of the realm to even trade up for if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I think 12 would be a spot. I know some look at the Texans as maybe a possibility at 13. I think 12 with the Vikings because Vikings probably looking to move back in this draft. They'd be a good trade partner for the Chiefs, and they've done business with the Vikings in the past, so I don't see it changing here. But mock drafts are out like crazy. Do you have any of these done, Dimes? Because I know everybody's been doing the – since they made it easy, Pro Football Focus Simulator and everything, I've seen a million of them. I stay away from it because I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It really so. doesn't. It's fun to do, but as a matter, it's like, well, and I love doing it, but it's like power rankings. Right. You right. know, it doesn't matter it, at all. It's just like the first AP Top 25 that comes up. It doesn't matter. You have to prove it. It's just, it's something fun to look at and talk about. It. And people mock them and laugh at them and stuff like that, but yet they look at them. Yeah, maybe I should word it the word, because I love power rankings and I'll do power rankings, but it's just like, I'm not a huge college football guy, so I'm learning as it is. So I'd rather would look at yours or look at someone else's and then evaluate then than just throw names out that I'm just, you know, I've heard and picked and whatnot. Here's the thing. I, I've loved doing mocks for years. Um, 
here. It's just fun. It's fun to do them. Only Chiefs mocks. Now, on the draft special tomorrow night, I'll do my top 32. I have a 32 uh, mock draft where we say, all right, I think they're going to go here. And usually it's a lot of fun and debate. Like tomorrow, Chase was last year, me and Kramer, going back and forth if he's going to go with Joe Burrow, if they're going off it's the line because they needed both. But I was uh, hell-bent on Jamar Chase because he and Joe Burrow won a Blitnikoff together uh, from how good he was at LSU. He was so good that Justin Jefferson was the second receiver there because Jamar Chase uh, was so good, and obviously he's been a really nice difference maker. But a lot of these are fun. Now, I've stayed with the same first picks quite a bit. Like, I may flirt around with, like, Boye Mafia. I had him early. But when the Chiefs got two picks, they started putting Arnold Ebicady and Christian Watson for two or three mocks. And lately I've kept Arnold Ebicady. I'm switching it up a little bit because I had an and or last week, and I'm going to go with the or instead of the and for that. But sometimes these mockers will have like seven mocks out, and they'll have, for the Chiefs, different players every time. Like eventually you're hedging your bet and you're going to get it right. Like, if you've had Dax and Hill and two or three of them, you had Boye Mafia as well, you had Christian Watson and some, like, you're going to get it right. And then we look back and said, well, you mocked him in 4.0. I think it should only count if you had him in your last one, like if you had 6.0 or 7.0. But I'm always careful of that because it's more fun to nail the pick, and it's a guy you've been sticking with the whole time. See, I think it should be like NCAA draft brackets, your first one. First one you fill out. Yeah, because you can hedge, like I said, you can hedge your right. back bet and end up with the right guy because you've right. taken fifty different guys. Yeah, I mean, and I just it's a lot for me. I like the first and second rounds for sure, but sometimes when you see like these twenty-seven round mock drafts from one person, they've taken every single guy, every single need. It's like, well, of course, no doubt that you ended up picking a, a few right ones along the way. You know what the team needs. No, no, I'm with you, but if you wanted to. You pretty much know who's going to be 20 through 32 or 20 through 35. And you could literally do enough mocks to put every single one of those guys in your mock that fit the positions, not quarterback, stuff like that. But you can literally do it with your mocks. Here's some of the mocks that have come out recently. Peter King on Monday and Monday morning quarterback put his mock out and he does one. He does just one. He had Christian Watson going to the Chiefs and Lewis seen the safety from the Georgia Bulldogs. Rhett Lewis had boot the cornerback and Ebicady, uh, which, of course, that's my guy. I really like him. Uh, he, Rhett Lewis is from NFL.com. Ryan Wilson over at CBS had Chris Olave and Logan Hall. Logan Hall is a guy I have in the second round who could find his way in the first round. He's a guy that can play defensive line and edge. I just think he's perfect for the Chiefs. Three technique, four I five. It doesn't matter. Logan Hall could play all over. I actually really like that pick by Ryan Wilson. Josh Edwards of CBS. Had Jahan Dotson and uh, Kyer Elam, the cornerback out of Florida, going to the Chiefs. Bucky Brooks put his out with Daxton Hill in Boye Mafe. Daniel Jeremiah was putting his last one out tonight. I believe they're doing a draft special on him right now on NFL Network. So we'll uh, I'll give you who he picked to the Kansas City Chiefs. Deuce doing a special one on TV. And my guy Thor Nystrom from NBC Sports Edge had uh, – Arnold Ebicady and Christian Watson, exactly the two guys I've had for the last couple of weeks. And it's funny because you can knock almost all these guys. And I've heard Christian knocked a lot with the drop rates he's got. Um, I had fun and did TJ Watt. Uh, I did a lot of these draft prospects and what people were saying about him. 
like good players. I'd take Devontae Adams. I'd take TJ Watt. I would take Mahomes, and I'd list their negatives. And a lot of them are the same. It's just that I think there's certain verbiage, and everybody uses the same one. Here's uh, here's TJ Watt's uh, weaknesses. And keep in mind, he fell to the end of the first round probably because of this stuff, because people bought it. Weaknesses, not overly twitched up as an athlete. Foot quickness is average and needs to win with technique and great hand play. Keep in mind, we're talking about the defensive player of the year here with 22 and a half sacks this year. Plays with the narrow base. Needs to play with more consistent bend to play through redirection by offensive line. Will have to add power to his base to hold point of attack. Pass rush menu will need more options against NFL tackles. That's TJ Watts' weaknesses. He, again, defensive player of the year, 22 and a half sacks. But you can find this on everybody. They'll have strengths and weaknesses, but you can find weaknesses on everybody. I mean, there's going to, it's the thing about the draft. You're going to be right and you're going to be wrong. And all these guys will hold it against them. But here's the thing people put their opinions out there, weaknesses, strengths. Yeah. If you're one of these players that it drives you nuts, people list your weaknesses. But everybody's got them. Even Mahomes had them. Justin Herbert had a bunch of weaknesses as well. And look how good he's turned out. Bottom line is, we look for anything and anything, Christopher, to uh, to knock you as a player. On the Watt, I saw, I basically heard, Watt brother with great technique. Like, <laughs> you're built like a Watt brother and you have great fundamentals. Yeah, let's throw him in the end of first. Nowhere near the talent of his brother. <laughs> no. It's just ridiculous how they come up with this stuff. I think Travis Kelsey, uh, this is a few years old, went on and read his weaknesses one time on rather like the Rich Eisen show or something and was just like laughing it all off on what these guys come up with. So I think you nailed on the head with the verbiage. You know, they just say the same things that don't really mean anything because there's so many things that go into being a good football player. Well, yeah, Travis Kelsey had a few of them. Um, here, here, Here's some of his weaknesses. Only one season of production. Doesn't have blazing speed. Not a tremendous explosive athlete. Doesn't come out of his breaks all that well. Six straight 1,000-yard years. Surefire Hall of Famer. Best tight end in the game. You can make an argument best tight end in the history of the National Football League. Gronk's had fun with us, too, because he got a lot of the same thing. Yeah, it's just it's nobody knows. I mean, doesn't get out of his breaks. He's the best route-running tight end that we maybe have ever seen. So, I mean, I think he gets out of his breaks okay. I don't know if that was a weakness anymore. I always thought Stephon Diggs was funny, too, because keep in mind – some of these guys have fallen in the draft because of uh, really negative things put out on. And this is what he was a fifth round pick. Stephon Diggs, as good as he is, and you know how good he is, a fifth round pick. And his weaknesses were most of his production came from slot or as an outside receiver in space, play strength below par, gets muscled around by physical defenders. Um, Season-ending injuries, two years in a row, broken leg and lacerated kidney. Not much you can do about that. Um, gives moderate efforts a blocker. Rarely ends up getting uh, getting his man blocked. So uh, very aware of oncoming traffic and will stop routes to avoid big hits. That's Stephon Diggs. He's one of the top five receivers in the NFL. And this is why I stay away from doing my own mock drafts because <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. I mean, when Kling and I were laughing, it's like, some of the people was like not enough uh, spices in the rack to be a chef or something like that. I mean, some of these are great. Like some of these are great, but a lot of them are the same though. Keep in mind, a lot of them are the same. And some of the weaknesses 
go against the strengths they listed for people. But I think a lot of them are rinse and repeat with different players. But NFL.com had best fit at wide receivers for seven NFL teams. I'll let you know who they have as fit for the Chiefs next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley, Christopher Tenpenny. I mentioned best fits for certain players. By the way, uh, before I do, Daniel Jeremiah finally put out his mock. They had a full TV special on this one, which I don't know what you thought of uh, Mike Mayock before he became a GM. That was my favorite draft guy. But he'd always do one mock, and it was tonight, the night before the NFL draft. Well, Daniel Jeremiah doesn't have the Chiefs trading. He has them staying put like a lot of you know people do. 29, he's got Boye Mafe, who, I mean, had a great senior bowl, national team MVP, two sacks, a forced fumble. Um, kind of a late bloomer. I mean, there's nothing really stood out about him when watching Minnesota. I know somebody follows the Gophers close and wasn't overly enamored by, with Boye Mafe, and usually he's kind of a homer that likes all their players. And number 30, he is George Pickens. I'm telling you, man. There's too much smoke here because now there's, you know, credible people like Daniel Jeremiah, you know, linking him to the Chiefs says Pink Pickens has tremendous raw talent, but he's battled injuries and some questions about his maturity. Andy Reid and Brett Veach can afford to take a risk and a gamble on his talent. He's got the talent. He could, if he plays, could end up being the best wide receiver this year. Could. I'm just, I'm. I'm not the draft guy, but I'm getting Jonathan Baldwin vibes from Pickens. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe he goes out and dominates like he, like we've talked about. But I just he's not who I who I would want the Chiefs to take for wide receiver. I mean, there, there, there's there's worry about his maturity and stuff like this. People have him off his draft board. But again, if you're some teams, that just good for you because you you keep him on your draft board. 
it means you're going to have a chance. And maturity issues are better than an off-the-field issue. Like maturity issues, again, you hope when you bring them into Kansas City, it's like New England. You bring them in here, things change. They become, you know, more mature. And, you know, you're not the top dog anymore. You might have been in high school and then going to Georgia. Georgia's full of stars, especially on defense, full of stars. But the bottom line is you get here and there's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and all of a sudden you learn what your role is and you're not as important as you thought you were. And you grow up really fast. Hey, I'm okay with with Pickens in the second round. I, and like Dotson, Dotson, Pickens, those two guys that have been linked a lot. Second round, if they fall because of certain reasons, great. Don't use one of your two first rounds. My my opinion. No, well, I'm actually right with, there with you. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it either. I'm just saying, it is a lot of people have him. And I, listen, I understand that, but just to be so defiant that this is the right guy, it's kind of here's the thing. If if he had a thousand yards each year. I'm like, okay, I can understand he's productive. But when he had five catches last year in four games, that's it, five catches. It's like, which one of those catches did he have that you're like, <laughs> surefire guy. I know he made one in the national title game or whatever. He only played eight games the year before. That's only 12 games in the last two years. Like, availability is a big thing. But it seems like people are so defiant on him. And I'm kind of like going, I understand we're looking at his physical skills. I mean, look how big he is. He throws people off the line. He's got a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. He plays. He's a hard-nosed football player. I, there's a lot of things I like about him. Yeah, he has the potential to be one of the best, but you got to stay on the football field too. And I think availability is a huge issue. Yeah, huge. For, for the Chiefs, they're in a position to where Juju's here for one year. MVS, you know, has, you can get out. I think after his second year, Travis is getting older. If you spend a first-round pick on a receiver, it's a guy you have to have here for the next five years at least. And I just. Pickens isn't that guy. We'll see. Um, again, I, I've told you my concerns with uh, with uh, Jamison Williams, and I'm not talking about the ACL. There's no guarantee he's going to be ready to go. I know he's been writing and puts the videos out there and everything, but much different when you're on the field doing those things than when you're in live contact with other players on your team, how good you're going to be. But the interesting this is this is what makes it so fun. It's a total chess game, chess match, what's going to happen. My top storylines here are, I'm really curious where Thibodeau goes. If he goes in the top four, or if he slides down like some people think he is, I don't think he's going to slide much. I think he's way too talented not to slide. Other storyline to me is Green Bay Packers. What they do at 22 and 28, they got 11 picks. They could move up and down like the Kansas City Chiefs, and they need exactly what the Chiefs do. I'm not... The quarterbacks are not a storyline to me, and they have been in the past. But, like, I really don't care where Malik Willis ends up. I don't care where Kenny Pickett ends up. Like, there's a lot of that I don't care about. It is weird where, and maybe it's just from living in Kansas City, but it does feel like the Chiefs and Packers are the two teams, even nationally, that normally you're you're on the quarterbacks or you're on the teams picking early. But this year, the national media, they want to see what the, what the two teams with their two best quarterbacks do with all these dang picks they have. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Coming up next, though, didn't get to it quite yet, but the NFL, NFL.com's analytical fits for re- wide receivers with certain teams. Who'd they pick for the Chiefs? I'll tell you next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big at Night, Jay Binkley, Christopher Tenpenny, our phone number 913-576-7610. Jay Southland Tow Service Text Line 913-576-7610. A day away. A little bit less than 24 hours. 23 and 15. 23 hours, 15 minutes. Till the NFL draft, where we can uh, really get after them. We have draft on Friday, and then we've got it Saturday. It's uh, going to be three days full of, well, it's the future. It's the bloodline. As I've always said, Christopher, it's like that night you get Mahomes, the rest is history. If you don't draft Mahomes, you're not talking about four FC title games. You're not talking about two Super Bowl trips. Why? Because they tried everybody at quarterback and weren't able to do it until Mahomes got here. You wouldn't have another banner. So it changes your whole outlook on your team when you draft the right guy. By the way, I'll bring this tweet up real quick. Um, This is back on baseball. Jackson Coar through four innings, eight hits, two home runs given up, one walk, eight earned runs. It's from Royals Farm Report on Twitter. So I always thought Jackson, you can send him back there. He'll dominate there. Then he's got to differentiate between 4A and Major League Baseball. But they are counting on him. But a little bit disheartening to see these numbers uh, tonight in AAA. What makes it even worse is sometimes you heard him being talked about as like the best guy from this class, like ahead of Lynch. Ahead oh, because of, of his arm strength, yeah, hundred percent. Like he just he's broken, I, and I think that's pretty evident now. He's mentally he just can't get through this hump, and he's a he's a four A player maybe at this point. No, no, no question about it. Uh, Cynthia Freeland, who does uh, I've had her on before, she does a lot of the analytical work with uh, NFL Network genius. But she puts together a comparison. There's a lot of analytical, top analytical person at NFL Network. But she looked at the receivers, gave a pro comparison in which team fits him best. Garrett Wilson, his pro comparison is Odell Beckham Jr. Not a bad comparison there. Team fit New York Jets. Jamison Williams, pro comparison Will Fuller. Well, you. So, <laughs> which part of Will Fuller? Yeah, <laughs> the injury part or the <laughs> the team fit the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs love speed with Tyree Kill now a Dolphin. I think it's around four four. We don't know exactly when he runs a forty, but I've heard it's right around there. We don't know. We don't know exactly, but uh, Will Fuller is the comparison for him. Now uh, Drake London's comparisons: Vincent Jackson fits Atlanta Falcons. Drake scares me a bit because he didn't run the 40 at the combine, didn't run on his pro day. He's been dealing with hamstring issues and everything else. But people love him. But again, there are going to be busts in these receivers. There's going to be somebody that's a complete and total. But there always is. There's always going to be the Blake Bortles. There's always going to be the Mitch Trubisky. There's always going to be the guy that doesn't work out. And all of a sudden, a year from now, he's not even playing in the NFL. Or it could be like a Kadarius Toney that totally let down the Giants being a first-round pick. Or DeAndre Baker, Mike Hughes. I mean, there's a lot of first-round picks 
that didn't live up to their potential. Chris Olave's pro comparison is Chris Godwin, team fit Washington Commanders. Traylon Burke's comparison is Des Bryant. That surprised me a little bit because I never thought of Des, you know, having trouble coming out of breaks. Speeds never was an issue with Des Bryant. He was my favorite guy coming into the season because he's something the Chiefs didn't have. 6'3", 225, 230. That's when they were, they didn't have anybody over 6'2", at wide receiver. You know, it's smaller wide receivers. And the biggest tough guy they had was a guy that couldn't get on the field much. And that was Sammy Watkins. So that's who they compared him to. Best fit, Philadelphia Eagles. Jahan Dotson. His pro comparison was uh, Tyler Lockett. That's the Penn State wide receiver, best fit Colts. They've got my guy Sky Moore on here. Sky Moore, best comparison, Brandon Cooks. That's some solid production. Best fit, New York Giants. I'm a huge Sky Moore guy. I think he has the highest floor. Or maybe maybe not the highest floor, but as far as value goes, when you take him late, I think you're going to get production out of him. No, I, I think so, too. Like, Sky Moore is one of my favorite dudes. I mean, I just... He's the best route runner. And again, I can't guarantee that four, five, and six receivers aren't better than one, two, and three. I can't because, you know, redrafting this thing is always different, man. Now I'm watching the NFL.com. They have Daniel Jeremiah's mock, and they've got Pickens. They've got Pickens highlights. I'll be honest with you. I think there's at least a 60% chance he ends up with the Chiefs. I do. I haven't mocked him here, but I think there's something about him the Chiefs like. They did bring him in for a visit. That doesn't mean anything. Could be a smokescreen because the Packers did the same thing. And they've got two shots at him before the Chiefs do unless they make a trade up. But I don't think they'd trade up for George Pickens. I don't think there's a big enough difference in him and somebody else to make that leap up to grab him. Hey, I'm hoping it's one of those conditions where if he, they do pick him, it's like, well, he's got Patrick Mahomes. He's got Andy Reid. He's got all these guys. We won't even, I'll be eating my words afterward. That's what I hope if they take Pickens. So this is the one thing about, about uh, this team is they really haven't had to address weapons for Patrick Mahomes. Clyde Edwards, if they say, okay, it's the first round running back they got, but what about wide receivers and such? Like Tyree Kill is already here. Travis Kelsey's already here. Like this is a chance with two first round picks to get Mahomes that weapon. Because that's one guy you haven't really, well, you gave him an offensive line last year. But you should be building your team around Mahomes, which you set that foundation with the line. Because, as I've said before, it's like what happened to Tom Brady in New England. It's what happened to Big Ben in Pittsburgh. The quarterback is your statue, and you move everything else around him. Four players remain on this roster pre-Mahomes. Four. Four. And it's not been that way, but they're axing everybody but it's before him. Can you name those four? So, Kelsey. Kelsey's one. Uh, the long snapper, uh, Winchester. It's two. Um, you put me on the spot. I should no, be able it's to. all right. Chris Jones. Damn. You named three of the four. And Harrison Butker. Boom. 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 Two of them specialists. Only one on offense, one on defense. That's crazy. I didn't never even thought of that until you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that means the transition's right there in front of our eyes. It's like slowly but surely get rid of everybody. You don't notice it because Mahomes is still here. Like, literally, they've been weeding out everybody, which is fine because this is what you do to keep getting better, lifeline of your team. You have to keep pushing forward. It's like Brett Veach said the other day in the press conference. 
Because a lot of people think that uh, win, winning a, a Super Bowl as a GM is icing on the cake. But it's not that way, he said. You have to, that drive to repeat. And that's one thing about this team is they seem hungry. They're not resting on their laurels. They're not like, hey, we're Super Bowl champions. Like they won it again, and they won another one. And they've got legacy builders. I think Andy Reid's a legacy builder, someone that wants to keep adding rings, even though he's a surefire Hall of Famer. And I think it matters. He's too good of a coach to have one ring. And Mahomes too good of a quarterback just to keep one ring. I think Mahomes really cares about his place. He wants to have rings like everybody else. He wants to have multiple. He wants to prove that that one year he could keep building on the team. And every year he's got this team in the AFC title game, so I say, why are we worried about it? I hate to bring uh, KU basketball into this, but it's like the Bill Self thing. You know, Everyone knows great coach, Hall of Famer, but once you get two, you kind of reach that next level. Yeah, I mean, he, like he's got it. And what he does, it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's one of the club in the multiple rings. Which one was fine. One you can live on. But a lot of people have questions when you won one. Like John Harbaugh doesn't get the respect he deserves because he's got one ring. People are like, eh, can you do it again? Like, seriously, sometimes that one ring makes people wonder about he's a coach. The one guy that's got two that I don't think gets enough credit is Tom Coughlin. Because both times beat... And Eli, because both teams, times he beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which didn't lose many Super Bowls. Not only that, they run their perfect season. It is weird how people love giving Eli a hard time, but then he gets all the credit for those Super Bowl wins, and Tom Coughlin's just kind of like, I won with Eli Manning twice. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, did you see where Eli, I know there was questions, is he a Hall of Famer? I think he probably gets in. I mean, if you really want to dive into the numbers and that, there's probably cases against him, but two Super Bowl rings and the name. Over the Patriots. Over the Patriots. Over Tom Brady. He gets in. Do I think Phillip Rivers was a better quarterback than Eli Manning? Yes, but I think there's a greater shot of Eli because of the rings than Phillip Rivers. I think the best to ever win one was Dan Marino. Dan Fouts, I really liked him. Best to ever win one with Phillip Rivers. I always thought Phillip Rivers was the Phil Mickelson until Mickelson started winning titles. But Eli Manning is ninth all-time in passing yards. So ninth all-time there. Passing touchdowns, Eli Manning is uh, even higher than that, I believe. he's. Uh, no, he's not. He's 10th. He's 10th all-time in passing touchdowns. Ninth all-time in passing yards. Um, it's so saturated now, though. Two too. Super Bowls. Completely different league. All these, I mean, you. Just, I don't watch Eli Manning outside of those playoff runs where he was incredible. You cannot take that away. But I can't turn on the TV on Sunday and watch Eli Manning and be like, "This guy's a Hall of Famer." Really? It doesn't count, but that's that's how I felt. And I love the Manning family. I used to have a fat head of Peyton in my in my room <laughs> as a kid. So, well, his brother is certainly higher than he is, but Eli Manning's top ten in uh, passing yards and passing touchdowns. I mean, and two Super Bowl rings. Two Super Bowls over Tom Brady. I think Eli Manning's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're probably right. Yeah, And I, I can't really argue with it other than eye test, which doesn't count for much. But he was a big part of those Super Bowls. I mean, he was a huge part. Oh, he was incredible. Part. Especially that, that playoff game in Green Bay where it was, like, so cold. And they went up there and, and beat the Packers. Lawrence Tynes kicking the game, game winning field yeah, goal. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. But he's up there, and I think that uh, Eli Manning uh, deserves uh, some credit there. Coming up next, we'll look at uh, what some of the people 
are saying about the NFL draft. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus joined uh, the drive yesterday, and I thought he had some really interesting things about uh, who he considers best receivers and edge and who Pro Football Focus has as the best. Next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 